This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices? I don't have to show you any stinking vices! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. That's a horrifying amateur video, folks, of shots ringing out today in in Virginia, just outside the U.S. Capitol. Several rounds being fired, and that was the scene early this morning, about 7.15 local time on the East Coast, where the Republicans were taking to the baseball field to practice for the annual event between the Democrats and the Republicans, a charity baseball event. This year they were expecting to raise about $650,000 for charity, but that I, many don't believe that's going to be happening. Let's listen in. Folks, we've kept the video going. And now that sounds like small small arms fire. Um, we've kept the video going since we started the show. And that's and this is this is only about two minutes of it. And from our from our understanding, this was about a 10-minute shootout. Uh, welcome to the Chris Salcedo show, and I'm glad you've all tuned in. That was just a, a sampling of what Republican lawmakers were were dealing with this morning at 715. At a small baseball field uh, outside the nation's capital. Uh, The individual who pulled the trigger several times of what's being described as a a high-powered rifle and a handgun has been identified and was, well, I, I remember this morning when I was covering it, uh, the aftermath on an earlier version of the Chris Salcedo show. Uh, the individual had been identified by the Washington Post, and we didn't feel comfortable because of the the nature of that 
so-called news organization actually hitting the air with that with, with that information because it was you know that that publication is so often wrong on what it prints these days so after several others had started reporting it then we were comfortable in reporting that James T Hodgkinson from Illinois was the shooter and has passed away. As a matter of fact, we learned that he had passed away from his injuries from the president of the United States at an earlier press conference, and we will, we will play that for you, where he stuck a very, struck a very unifying tone. And it was, uh, it was something that is, is needed. We said on this program, is either yesterday or the day before last, when we we brought together a slew of stories about the play in New York depicting Donald Trump as being Julius Caesar, ripe for assassination, uh, the calls for the assassination of Donald Trump or violence against those who are conservatives who try to speak on college campuses, or you have CNN's Fareed Zakaria, Praising the production in New York, the, sh- the, the production of Julius Caesar, depicting Donald Trump as the, as the emperor being assassinated. Fareed Zakaria, the pride and joy of CNN, declaring that a masterpiece. And a day after doing so, an individual takes to the baseball field where Republicans were practicing for this charity event and opens fire. Now, you look on this man's webpage, according to, as a matter of fact, it was the Washington Post that first got up this information about who this individual was. As I said, he passed away. And when you look at this individual's Facebook page, you realize that he's a Bernie Sanders supporter, that he's a socialist, that he advocates for democratic socialism, which is basically socialism you vote for. That's the only difference between democratic socialism and socialism. Trump is a traitor on his Facebook page, allegedly from James T. Hodgkinson. Trump is a traitor. Trump has destroyed our democracy. It's time to destroy Trump and company. Now, think about this. I want you guys to consider this, and I've got all manner of sound bites, and I think the right tone being struck by members of Congress. But Trump is a traitor. Trump has destroyed our democracy. It's time to destroy Trump and company. The, those words could have been said by any number of elected officials. Over the last seven months, Maxine Waters, uh, Congressman Al Green from Texas, the vice presidential candidate in the last election, Senator Tim Kaine, who urged Democrats to, quote, fight in the streets, end quote, against Donald Trump. This man, I think it's fair to say, this deranged, 
crazy socialist was a product of the steady drumbeat of hate in and out of the basket of bias press from Democrats in and out of the biased press. Now look, um, I, I do not want to say that these lawmakers are responsible for his actions. And that's not what I'm saying. This man was responsible for his actions. But what this man did, and the reasons why he did it, was he believed everything that was being said. He heard the calls to take to the streets. He heard that Trump was a traitor. He heard that Trump was an, a, a foreign agent of the Russians. He heard that Donald Trump destroyed our democracy. Who's been saying that? And he believed it. And he believed it. And for the last seven months, even longer than that, to be quite frank, one segment of our society has been whipped up into a frenzy. Being told that Donald Trump is Satan, that Donald Trump needs to be taken care of, that Donald Trump is guilty and should go to prison for treason. <laughs> and they believe this stuff. And people like me, people like Glenn, a lot of the talkers are... I said it just, just a day and a half ago. We, we've got to stop. This has got to stop. But instead of being treated with, man, that's, that's just terrible. There were those who were gleeful about Kathy Griffin holding up the severed head of a, an imaginary head of Donald Trump. There were those who were gleeful, said she shouldn't have apologized. And from Tim Kaine to Maxine Waters to Al Green, their irresponsible rhetoric as quote-unquote leaders. There's a reason why people like me and others say, you ought not be doing that. You ought not be doing that. Because somebody out there is going to take you seriously. I never did. Conservatives don't. Republicans don't. Independents don't. Clear-thinking Democrats don't. But there's going to be somebody like this cat from Illinois. James T. Hodgkinson, who, by the way, was a volunteer in the elect Bernie Sanders for president campaign. Bernie Sanders has rightfully come out and condemned this. He was sickened to realize this individual worked for him. But to these Democrats, I would ask, what do you expect? Quote, I have just been informed that the alleged shooter at the Republican baseball practice is someone who apparently volunteered on my presidential campaign. Senator Sanders said. It's, you know, I, I actually had some people email me today on the, on the left saying, you get on the radio every day and you are filled with hate. Oh, I'm filled. With, see, 
they want to classify my disagreeing with their policy positions as hateful. I call socialists anti-American. That's hateful. No, it's not hateful. It's true. The United States of America was not founded to be a socialist nation. That's not who we are as a country. So if you advocate for a different system of government, then you are by definition anti-American. If you don't like socialism, and I don't blame you for not liking socialism, then don't be a socialist. But many of those in our political opposition do advocate and pull and support socialism. And when a socialist takes up weaponry and decides to blow people away, I was confronted with Gabby Giffords today. Gabby Giffords! Yeah, she was gunned down by another leftist. Remember the communist manifesto they had? They found in his possession? Another leftist! You see, these people are behaving as those with that particular ideological mindset behave historically. Seen Venezuela lately? Had a look at Cuba lately? Remember Soviet Russia? Remember, you see how the Chinese cracked down? Taking a trip to North Korea lately, have you? This is where that ideological persuasion leads. And of course I oppose it. Yes, I can say definitively I hate socialism. I hate communism. But it doesn't mean I hate people. I hate the policies. Because I understand where it all leads. It leads to what we saw today. I'll be back in a minute. It's Chris Salcedo's show on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Chris Salcedo Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. I, I want to go through, uh, we're going to kind of take a walk back in time. Uh, for those of you who have not heard the early morning stuff and the accounts, that they're, they're, they're truly harrowing. I'm going to work my way back to them because I want to, uh, to give some of the president's address, if not all of it. It's four minutes. It wasn't very long, but he didn't get partisan at all. So here is uh, President Donald Trump earlier today in the wake of the shootings in Virginia. Shortly after 7 a.m. this morning, 
A gunman opened fire on members of Congress and their staffs as they were practicing for tomorrow's annual charity baseball game. Authorities are continuing to investigate the crime, and the assailant has now died from his injuries. This was uh, this was breaking news this morning when the president broke that. He was getting real-time updates, and people were like, whoa! So, I mean, the, the president was literally breaking news when he jumped in front of the cameras and, and said this stuff. Steve Scalise, who was the majority whip in the House of Representatives, was was wounded and was taken to surgery. Matt Micah, Officer David Bailey, Officer Crystal Griner, and Zach Barth, the other individuals who were hit by this guy who had a some sort of rifle. Some are calling it an AK-47, though I can't confirm it, and a handgun. And there's an account from Congressman DeSantis and... Joe Barton and Chris Collins, Republicans, who said that they also heard this account of a couple of congressmen coming off the field, heading back to Capitol Hill, and some guy fitting the description of the shooter, saying, hey, are these Republicans or Democrats out here on the baseball field? So all, it's Republicans. And then moments later, the, the shots started to ring out. So uh, the president here... Uh, talking about the shooter sustaining wounds. The reason why the shooter did sustain wounds was because Steve Scalise was there and his security detail and the Capitol Police were there. If Scalise had not been on the baseball diamond, these lawmakers would have been sitting ducks. There would have been no ability for anybody to return fire. The Virginia police who responded took them about three minutes to get there. So these lawmakers would have been under fire for three minutes without any way to respond. Without any way to respond. And you will probably not be surprised to learn, ladies and gentlemen, that our political opposition has already taken to the airwaves and to social media to blame the gun writes Andrew Follette. It didn't take long for liberal pundits to reignite the gun control debate after a gunman opened fire on Republican lawmakers and staff at a baseball practice Wednesday morning, wounding Louisiana Representative Steve Scalise and four others. The prominent liberal pundits and journalists, making air quotes with my fingers, used the Twitter hashtag gun control to bash Republican opposition to gun control and to push for more gun regulations not long after news of the shooting broke. The title of the piece is Steve Scalise was still bleeding and liberals were calling for gun control. Let me provide an alternative view. You, everyone within the sound of my voice, you are the first responder. I took a brilliant phone call from a young woman today who said, you know, after seeing what had happened out here in Virginia, I am painfully aware that if I needed to give first aid to somebody, I wouldn't know the first thing to do. Tomorrow we have somebody coming on the program who will talk about this ability that everybody should know first aid. Not only to help yourself perhaps survive an incident like this, but others around you. And the same goes for your God-given 
Second Amendment rights of self-defense. Had every one of those lawmakers been packing, this, this, this guy wouldn't have stood a chance. I'll bet you that one of the Republican lawmakers has already been quoted as saying, I'm going to be packing from now on. You can bet I'm going to be packing from now on. And think about what these gun control freaks are advocating. They're actually openly advocating that those lawmakers, those who are, you know, well, they're Republicans, so they were behaving within the law, <laughs> be left defenseless to someone who violates the law. Hear this and hear this good. The biggest risk in a free society is that someone will abuse that freedom. Do you understand me? The solution isn't to take away the freedom of everybody else because somebody abused the freedom. The solution is to expand the freedom for the law-abiding, not punish the law-abiding for the idiotic behavior of freaks. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. We also commend the brave first responders from Alexandria Police Fire and Rescue who rushed to the scene. Everyone on that field is a public servant. Our courageous police, our congressional aides who work so tirelessly behind the scenes with enormous devotion and our dedicated members of Congress who represent our people. We may have our differences, but we do well in times like these to remember that everyone who serves in our nation's capital is here because, above all, they love our country. We can all agree that we are blessed to be Americans, that our children deserve to grow up in a nation of safety and peace, and that we are strongest when we are unified. President Donald Trump with a message that many regarded as presidential unifying and something that's sorely missed, in particular on the other side of the aisle, his political opposition. Newt Gingrich made mention of this on Fox. I think he was very presidential. I think he did what the president should do, which is try to bring us all together uh, at a moment when there is a crisis and a moment when I, I watched Bill Clinton do this brilliantly after the Oklahoma City bombing. I mean, he he brought the country. It was really was the beginning of his comeback was his ability to bring the country together in a moment of crisis. And I thought President Trump did a good job. Yeah, I think he did a good job, too, on this. And I'm going to I'm going to spread some bipartisan attaboys when I get to it. But Newt Gingrich. Did strike a tone that, that I started the show with was which was this. The temperature in this country is way too hot. And the temperature in this country was not driven up by conservatives or by the Republican Party, but driven up by those who lost the last presidential election. 
And we've already discussed the rhetoric, and Newt Gingrich wanted to point that out. We are told in this case, and this is the only point I want to make to just try to drive this home. We're told in this case, this guy goes out and says, are they Democrats or Republicans? Well, that's a pretty directed kind of behavior. Uh, I don't know of any time in recent history where you've had the kind of level of intensity that we see growing. Now, maybe you're right, and maybe this is the moment everybody takes a step back, but we have no evidence of that, and I have been communicating. As I said, I go out on campuses. I have young people tell me how threatened they are. Yeah, the, the, the snowflakes. They're threatened by the mere presence of Donald Trump. And their paranoia is fed by those in academia and those who populate the vast majority of the basket of biased press. They think the world's coming to an end because they're told it is nearly on a daily basis. The human psyche can't take that for very long. In particular, those who are not used to being told no, like our political adversaries, folks. Um, then there was how the House of Representatives responded. And I, you know what, th this one I am going to let play out. This, th th I broke this up into two sound bites, but I thought they were very good. Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, took to the floor and said this. My colleagues, there are very strong emotions throughout this House today. We are all horrified by this dreadful attack on our friends and on our colleagues and those who serve and protect this capital. We are all praying for those who are attacked and for their families. Steve Scalise, Zachary Barth, Matt Micah, Special Agent David Bailey, Special Agent Crystal Griner. We are all giving our thoughts to those currently being treated for their injuries at this moment. And we are united. We are united in our shock. We are united in our anguish. An attack on one of us is an attack on all of us. So that was the sentiment, and that, and I can tell you, everyone was standing inside of the House of Representatives when Paul Ryan had said what he had just said. An attack on one is an attack on all. I have not seen that type of bipartisanship in an awful long time, probably since 9-11. And I, I tweeted this out earlier, and I'll reiterate it. Wouldn't it be ironic if this act of left-wing extremism, of hate, would be enough to finally wake this nation up and come together? I don't know if it's going to happen. But if it was enough for these Democrat leaders to recognize the responsibility they have in their rhetoric, I don't know. Uh, I've, I don't have my hopes high, but, you know, uh, they're there. And what I saw today, a unified house for the first time in an awful long time. But maybe, maybe. And then Speaker Ryan 
said this this idea of civility we need to get it back Their stories and we will have the chance to hold up their heroism my colleagues there are so many memories from this day that we will want to forget and there are so many images that we will not want to see again but there is one image in particular that this house should keep and that is a photo I saw this morning of our Democratic colleagues gathered in prayer this morning after hearing the news. You know, every day we come here to test and to challenge each other. We feel so deeply about the things that we fight for and the things that we believe in. At times, our emotions can clearly get the best of us. We're all imperfect. But we do not shed our humanity when we enter this chamber. For all the noise and all the fury, we are one family. These were our brothers and sisters in the line of fire. These were our brothers and sisters who ran into danger and saved countless lives. So before this house returns to its business, let's just slow down and reflect to think about how we're all being tested right now because we are being tested right now. I ask each of you to join me to resolve to come together, to lift each other up, and to show the country, to show the world that we are one house, the people's house, united in our humanity. It is that humanity which will win the day, and it always will. God bless. I yield. I, I don't care who you are, I think that's pretty damn good. Um, I really, I, it's, it's a sentiment that we're, we're missing. It's a, it's a sentiment that hasn't been in, in, inside of this country in an awful long time. And I, you know, I, you guys know who I would trace that back to. And, and the reasons being that we had somebody who was at the top for the last eight years who, div, who worked on dividing this country for political advantage. And now that he's gone, maybe we, we take this opportunity to unite once again. Uh, Nancy Pelosi did get up in front of her colleagues and did, did make a statement. I, I rise to join the distinguished speaker in paying tribute to the brave men and women of the Capitol Police Force and also in sadness for the assault that was made on our colleagues and members of the staff. To my colleagues, you're going to hear me say something you've never heard me say before. I identify myself with the remarks of the speaker. <laughs> They're beautiful remarks, Mr. Speaker. Thank you so much for the sentiments that they represent. Thank you so much. All right, what do you guys think? 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. Is this a turning point? Have we finally gotten there? Now that we've, and thankfully the only person who died was the, the nutball. Or do the folks in the press, do the folks on the extreme left, do they keep pushing? And will the only thing that turns us around is if somebody dies? Uh, I just want to know what you guys think. Could this be the turning point?
where we get back to being America again. 888 You found the Salcedo Show. Glad you made it, everybody. It's the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show. We'll be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. I want to thank Raven for sending out this tweet. Uh, This is CNN audio. Listen, folks, this is, I had forgotten all about this. I don't even know if we actually talked about this. I remember seeing it, but I don't think we got it on the air. Bannon is still very strong. Jared Kushner, um, maybe one of the people who has to die if, uh, you know, if, if, Things do not go well. White House turns to Democrats after health care loss. And this was a guest on CNN. And I imagine the point she was trying to make is that somebody close to the president must die before he abandons getting rid of Obamacare, which, of course, is making health care so inexpensive that nobody can afford it. But again, this this was. On, now I'm and again, CNN could have prohibited this woman from ever coming back, but these are the kinds of people that they book on their programs. Bannon is still very strong. Jared Kushner, um, maybe one of the people who has to die if uh, you know if if things do not go well. So I got I got to say that, that this type of rhetoric has a cumulative effect, and it has been consistent it has been in your face it has been the steady drumbeat for the last seven to eight months on that channel on on the leader of the basket of bias they have fomented this this hatred for donald trump the i mentioned this earlier but it bears repeating the potty mouthed uh pundit fareed zakaria who cursed up a storm in berating Donald Trump hailed the production that cast him as the emperor being stabbed to death praised it and this is what passes for civility over at CNN he who was this the Daily Wire Fareed Zakaria CNN serial plagiarist <laughs> writes Daily Wire, Fareed Zakaria. I just call him an extremist left winger, a, a, a extremist left winger potty mouth. Went to see the production of Julius Caesar in New York Central Park. Um, if you uh, if you're in New York City, go see Julius Caesar free in Central Park. Zakaria tweeted 13 days ago, Bri- brilliantly interpreted for Trump era, a masterpiece. He called. The assassination, the mock assassination of the president, a masterpiece. And this guy is a regular over at CNN. I just, folks, it, when do we say enough? And I asked about this a few days ago. When do we say enough is enough? Now, let me get into some of the, what happened this morning. This is Joe Barton 
and Pete Meehan talking about the alleged encounter with this shooter. So we just left Jeff Duncan from South Carolina. Jeff generally plays shortstop or third base, Trent Kelly. And uh, Jeff was leaving with another member, uh, Ron DeSantis, who would have all been positioned in the infield. Uh, as is customary, we all have responsibilities to get back to. So sometimes people will finish what they're doing and leave a little early. As Jeff was walking out, he actually saw the shooter who spoke to him and said, uh, you know, who are those guys? He said, that's the congressional baseball team. He said, what are they, Republicans or Democrats? And he said, they're the Republicans. And uh, that was the conversation he had, and it was only as they were driving they back said he that they acted heard a little reports. weird. Yeah. yeah. He did. Said he acted a little weird, and then the aforementioned Congressman DeSantis hopped onto Fox News this morning and basically... This was his account. Well, it's interesting. Uh, we were out there. We, we've been doing this for you know however many weeks. The game's tomorrow night. And um, I actually left a little early, probably about a couple minutes before this all happened. And as I was getting into the car with one of my colleagues, Jeff Duncan, there was a guy that walked up to us that was asking whether it was Republicans or Democrats out there. And it was just a little odd. And then he kind of walked towards uh, the area where all this happened so we've we've told the police that was he carrying anything he was not carrying anything um at the time um but from where the shots were i would think that that would have probably been staged because there was no one that was obviously walking around with a rifle um at the time so um there you go these individuals uh were targeted by uh, and again, th- th- there are there are three three different sources now that I have heard that said this individual asked, "Hey, who are the baseball players out there?" Uh, recognizing that they would be either Republicans or Democrats, he wanted to make sure he got the right field. And this idea of staging, hiding a weapon to where he could find it when it, you know, because he wasn't wanting to walk around with a rifle and a gun in plain sight. Uh, more to come, folks. Uh, hour two of the Chris Salcedo Show. We'll get to your calls as well. You're listening to the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network.